Hey, welcome back to Toons Toons Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Toons Toons Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you find your wonderful podcasts. Real quick, though, we'll give a shout out top of the hour, Mint Apparel. Mint Apparel has what you need if you're looking for a local shop to do screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl. They can even take care of your branding and logo design needs. Check them out at mintapparel.com. That's M-E-N-T apparel.com or on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also request a quote by emailing them directly at info at mintapparel.com. Got an exciting episode today. Doing a little panic at the disco joint. Brendan and the Yuris, as I like to call them. <laughs> Got some wonderful guests in the house. You know her. You love her. It's Emily Smart. Oh, hey, you what went up? with smart this time. Well, yeah, because you You've don't... been mixing it up on me. Every time you're like Emily Strickler and I'm like, huh, panic. Did, yeah, because you started, <laughs> I forgot. I think we talked about it the last time yeah. we did a movie up here at Tower that you were like, yeah. I don't go by Strickler. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. keep it professional with the smart. My poor okay. is just like, but you said you would. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Brian so, was like, yubbish. Yeah, yeah. Your, yours is more accurate. Mine like paints this picture of Brian that's totally <laughs> inaccurate. And he's more like, do you fucking mind? Like, Well, you know, so. uh, we've had her on before. Uh, yep. Accolades precede her. She was the moderator of the, the Killers Forum. Username Destiny is calling me. Oh, God. Uh, Darko137 on DeviantArt called her the sexiest girl on DeviantArt. So do with that what you will. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, honestly, I'm like, stop, rewind. Where did you see this? We, I was looking it up earlier mm-hmm. and we, we got a, we're we'll getting to Callie in a second. We'll get her intro, but... I was talking to Callie earlier and I was like, oh, I need to pull this Panic at the Disco uh, artwork so we can use it (laughs) for the episode. And so I like found your DeviantArt account because I was pulling it off of there. (laughs) And I was like, there's like this section with comments. I was like, oh, I wonder what people have said to her. But yeah, there's this guy. He's his title on here is professional general artist. Hot. His username's Darko137. Darko. And it was so cringy. March. (laughs) March eleventh, twenty twelve. She said, "He said, you're the sexiest girl on DeviantArt." Hot so, man, I, mean, I didn't even know. I mean, you've got you've got clout. Wow, people what a out, treat! People out here calling you hot and shit. So yeah, good job. Way to go, Brian. Okay, well, you done mean, well. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that was based purely on the content I was publishing on DeviantArt. So he well, don't has forget taste. about uh, you guys aren't can't see this, but don't forget about your wonderful profile. Oh, page, I so. didn't. Oh my I God. didn't know. I know about probably that. Probably based on that. That's the um, hair is so appropriate for what we're talking. It really about. Yeah, <laughs> if I get my little bowl cut. I circa, do love your Brendan hair, Yuri haircut. Yeah, yeah. Circa <laughs> when I first got to college, I cut all my hair off. Back in the day, I used to straighten my hair every single day. Mm-hmm. So I had a little bit of a Brendan Yuri bowl cut when I started college. It's Only fine. because I know Emily can take the cringe. We'll yeah. read a little bit of her deviant art. Yeah, it's uh, okay. stuff it's here. Callie's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, current residence, Oklahoma, of course. Favorite genre, indie slash pop. Oh. We see that Hello. prevalent. Uh, we did see your Hello Goodbye art on here as well. Yep. So we're saving that for a future episode. Uh, operating system, your preferred Mac OS X. Okay, I see you. Okay. Mac, even back in the day. Yeah. MP3 player of choice, iPod. Wallpaper of choice, desktopography. I didn't even know that was a word. Oh, yeah, they were. So it was like this was when I was starting to get into design. And this is like right. air quotes on design kind <laughs> of a deal. Um, it was like these digital artists that would do they do like nature pictures, but then they'd add like graphic like 
graphic elements to it. So desk topography, I, I guess. I love it. Yeah, I used to always use, I forgot about that. I used to always use that shit like early college and that was like my inspiration. I wanted to be a designer <laughs> like that. I wanted to be featured, you know, in, like yeah, a, yeah, in a desktop sure. pack. I wish Callie had a, a DeviantArt so we could do the It'd same thing. It'd probably be set to uh, private. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, two, a couple more things on Emily. Favorite cartoon character, Pikachu, of course. What? Personal quote we've got. Let's see if you know what this is from. Okay. This is your personal quote. Okay, my personal quote. You put this here. Okay. Sea boy's wishes do come true. That's from the Damn. Goonies when they look down the well and like see that everyone's like the she hot girl it. is stuck down there she and they're her. like, Sea boy's wishes do come true. And it's like, are you fucking it? That girl is stuck down Maybe there. Maybe that's why that girl, I mean, that guy called you. Hot. I was just about to say, because he <laughs> read that quote. Darko 137. Yeah. Yeah. He's about it. He's probably listening like he's been keeping up with her. Like, yeah, probably you know, every episode. I try to throw him off yeah. by calling you Strickler one episode, yeah, smart, smart the other. He's like, mm-hmm. which girl's which? Yeah. No. <laughs> God. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm still about that quote for sure. She said, bitch, I'm still about that action. Yeah. So <laughs> that action. The Goonies is still great. Top tier. <laughs> and um, we've got making her podcast debut worldwide. Callie Morris in the house. What up? Oh my gosh, what an intro. What an intro. <laughs> I feel so cool. We, uh, so I haven't been working with Callie for very long, but we share an office and we realized pretty early on that we we're both into really kind of the same shit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. Um, there's a lot of similarities with like people I work with. Like literally one of the guys we work with, I have the same birthday as him. So like, nice. it's just kind of crazy like how, like, well we click. Which it's just proven to be a, like a good fit where we work together and everything. But yeah, it's like the best work environment ever. Right on. And I figured it was yeah. like, I don't know, I had to be one of the first days where like you forgot your headphones or something and you're like, ah, well, I like to listen to music when I work. Does it bother you? And nothing bothers me. So I was like, nah, like whatever. Like, and I pretty much like any genre of music. But it was like, I don't know if you had it on a panic station or what the deal was, but a couple panic songs played. And it was probably. It was like a panic song, something else, something else, and then another panic song. And I think I was like, I fucking love Panic at the Disco. And Kelly's like, bro, <laughs> let me do. Yeah, that was my, um, bless my gosh darn emo soul Spotify <laughs> playlist. Nice. I like so that. I had like, you know, all the classics. Fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did find like this fire ass playlist on Spotify. Pop punk powerhouses. Oh yeah. yeah. Ooh, we listen that's... to it all the time. I think mm-hmm. we listened to it probably all the way through. Man, I don't know how many times. It's anytime you forget your headphones. Which is every Monday because I take them home with me right. on the weekends. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. So then she'll like, uh, punk, what was it? Pop punk powerhouses. Pop pop punk powerhouses. (laughs) It is. Every Monday. But yeah, it's funny just because like it's fucking banger after banger on that playlist. Because it's like all American rejects. I think it had some and we talked we talked about you a little bit, Emily, because it had cues what we aim for. So I talked about Uh, Shunt Mm -hmm. Acumen. Yep. A little all time low. Yeah, all time low. Like all like the heavy hitters. But like really like take this to your grave, Fallout Boy. Some good shit on there. Mm-hmm. Top tier, as you would call it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just funny, like, how early on that it was just like, I fuck with this. And oh. Kyle was like, bro, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just interesting because, like, just knowing you guys separately and, like, knowing, like, my intro, it's so funny, like, how different the intro is to the band. Because Callie found a different point that probably both of us did. Mm-hmm. Um, I know ours would probably be a little bit similar, but... Um, mm-hmm. 
Callie was almost like a little bit like, oh, I didn't listen to it until later. And I was like, that's perfect. Because I love yeah. when like we don't all have the same experience yeah. because it's cool. That's interesting. Because um, you're a little bit younger than us too, right? Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Callie, why don't you start like just talk a little bit about how like you first found the band and was like, what was like the kind of thing that you were like, oh shit, like these guys are pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically the first time I ever listened to them was I Write Since Not Tragedies, like right when it came out. So I was in like, I want to say sixth grade. Right on. And I remember, (laughs) sorry. I think we were in high school probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember like liking it, but I also was like a baby and didn't really like get music or have like a ton of music, like really specific music tastes or whatever. So um, I actually kind of backed off from them and, um, kind of moved on to other things and then kind of rediscovered them in college. So like probably my freshman year of college when I really got started with Panic. Now that's cool, but mm-hmm. I think you're probably more of like a traditional like emo kid. Yeah, like. no, for sure. I was deep into my obsession with Fall Out Boy at this point. Um, fueled by Ramen, all of those bands mm-hmm. were my shit. Banger after banger. Yep. And uh, desperately wanted to be a scene kid. And I actually, I think the way I first found out about Panic was I was seeing kids like make their own t-shirts with lyrics from very like emo pop punk songs. And then you, what you do is you would take like, like stickers and then you'd spray bleach. You'd put like letter <gasps> stickers on yes. your shirt and then you'd spray bleach on it. And what? then when you remove the sticker, it oh, like reverses out right, the letters. Right, right, right. And so I saw one and I think the shirt said, at the top, maybe like, let's get these teen hearts. And then the backs are like beating faster, faster or something. Or maybe it said, let's get these teen hearts beating and then faster, faster on the side or some shit like that. And I was just like, oh my God, like that resonated with my fucking emo <laughs> asshole. Felt yeah. I was like, this is lit. Like I'm very into it. And then from there I found panic and started listening to them. They also, this is very much like the whole Pete Wentz and like being in a cliche emo stuff. So they, I feel like the first half of their first album is basically an ode to the author Chuck um, Polanik, I guess is how you say his name. But he did Fight Club, he did Invisible Monsters, he did Choke. So most of those songs are kind of odes to it and they'll have little like snippets in the lyrics that are basically like direct references to the books. And so I was very much about that. It spoke to my like... Was that album you know. one? Like the first album? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Time to Dance, I think, specifically relates to Invisible Monsters. Um, but yeah, no. So it, there there were so many things. So I was just like very about it. They had the long song titles like Fall Out Boy. Right. So just made the connection. Made, made the natural leap. Well, yeah, it's like tangential. Like you, yeah. it's, they're contemporaries. So like, and they're kind of in the same genre. So it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I feel like I tell a lot of people find the same kind of develop their taste because like it'll be a band that's kind of like a band you like, but they really have like their own thing going. And so it's like helps you develop and like get into different like styles and shit like that, especially yeah. when people are like in a different like, instrumentation and shit. Because like Fall Out Boy and there's definitely similar similarities with the bands, but I just feel like there's just like this whole like f- like flair of like theatrics with. Mm-hmm. panic and that's always been i feel like that's always like rang true for them i would say vocally too though because i feel like that's something that was similar between patrick stump's vocals and brendan yuri's vocals is that they're they didn't have as much as that of that like 
generic, for lack of a better word, nasally sound that a lot of pop punk singers had. Like the yeah. whiny type shit. Yeah, I feel like they were more They're fucking influenced. crooners, dude. Well, yeah, and they have almost like an R&B flair to their voice sometimes. There's more dynamic, I think. I think that's one reason why Panic has resonated and stayed so long for me as one that I re-listen to or I like their current stuff as well, you know. Um, I think a lot of it is the sound, for me at least, and I think Fall Out Boy is really similar in that way. I think that's like, especially like the parallels with like Patrick Stump, because it's just like, it really is like one of the things, I mean, that has to be the one thing that makes those both those bands stick out, especially among like contemporaries, is that those guys are fucking crooners, man. Like, I remember seeing a video of, I think it was like some just like interview, um, probably like Enemy or something that interviewed yeah. Patrick Stump, and they were talking about just like his process as far as like before a show. And he's, like, warming up, singing, like, show tunes and shit. And I'm, like, I could see, like, Brendan Urie getting down on some shit like that, too. Well, we all know he was in Kinky Boots, right? Right. We're all over I never that. saw that. You Callie, were you, I think maybe you told well, he's me about in, that a He was bit. in the uh, the actual, was he on Broadway, I guess, for it? In an actual Broadway run of it, or was it off-Broadway? I'm not sure. I but honestly, so, I couldn't tell you. I'm not sure. I just saw the pictures of him in, in the, the boots, Kinky Boots. Yeah, and I was in the like, red boots. Swoon. I was like, what the fuck? This dude mm-hmm. is like the most comfortable in his self. Yeah. Cause I, I wouldn't have pulled some shit. Like I don't have the balls to pull some shit like that off. And that dude is just like, I don't give a fuck. Well, unapologetically. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he can do that. It's fine. He I'm about it. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm down with it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like the theatrical, the theatricality, I guess, of mm-hmm. his voice and, and who he is and his stage presence and whatever. I'm really, you know, I've seen Panic live twice now. So I saw them once in 2006. They were on tour with like OK Go and the Hush Sound. And I feel like there was one other big, like a bigger name that was with them. And then I saw them again when they were at Zoo Amphitheater a few years ago with Weezer. And it's always a phenomenal show. And so I would have very much liked to see him in kinky boots because his voice is just crazy. And I don't know, I, f- I feel like his personality at least suits being in a stage production. So, yeah, I just um, saw them for the Pray for the Wicked tour um, in Tulsa here last year. And that was probably the best concert I've ever been to. His voice is so, so good. And he performs so well. And it was like three hours long. And he was like, so energetic and had so much fun and he like was excited to be there well it's just crazy too because he doesn't have um like add or something like that i I thought i saw a thing where he was like talking about how he like has like a like really hard like time concentrating and so he talked about like kind of something along those lines that he was just he just always has been like this kind of guy that's just like animated like like, go 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 Yeah, yeah like neurotic almost yeah but, yeah, man, it's just crazy because, like, I'm like, this dude's always going, too. And, like, I remember recently he did because he had, like, a vocal surgery or something recently. Did he? Something. Or he was sick or something. Sick he had to cancel. Something. I thought he had to cancel a concert because of it. Yeah. Oh. We I, I might be making it. that up. but Well, we had talked about it that day because it was that day that you ended up leaving work early or something mm-hmm. and he did an instagram live like during the oh, day oh yeah i was so upset because like, i missed oh, shit. it i was driving i know oh, i text man. i text her and i was like oh he's doing an instagram live right now because he you told me about it and i yeah. started following him because you were talking about how he would do like r&b type shit like 
singing. He'll like, do like little. Co- he basically just gets really high Ellie and Golding just Instagram and live like sings shit mm-hmm. and is just plays with music. Right. Yeah. Well, he did like an Instagram live, and I was like, oh shit! Like, I want to check this out just in case he does some like off the like off the cuff like random yeah. covers or some shit. And he ended up doing like a little bit of stuff, but he talked about how he like was having troubles with his voice. Maybe he didn't have a surgery. I, I can't remember. What, it was something along those lines that yeah. he had had some trouble and had to cancel some shows. Damn. And he wasn't really singing. But like I do always like watch out for Whitney. And he does a lot of stuff on Twitch too. So like I always try to catch when he does stuff because I'm like, oh, what's he going to sing? Well, that's why he was like a big deal on Vine briefly. Like yeah. you can go on right. YouTube now and there will be like. Brendan Urie top 38 Vine compilations like shit like that all the time so and that's what so that's kind of what got me into following him on Instagram was because I just was in a YouTube like dark rabbit hole spiral right. kind just of that deal. natural progression yeah of it. and like came across his stuff and I was watching because it'll be like you know R.I.P. Vine, but it'll be like things of like every clip that he did where he was covering like Disney songs or something. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So You're speaking I, to, to Callie's lifeblood talking about Vine. Yep. That's like... I'm all about Vine. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> I miss it so bad. It, it was a good time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So this might be a good segue. Okay. For something that I discovered in my research for this. Was Sean Mendes, was he on YouTube or was he on Vine? He was on Vine. He was on Vine originally. He got discovered on Vine, And yeah. then, like, kind of moved Got a YouTube, YouTube channel yeah, and yeah. stuff, yeah. So, okay, that makes a lot I've more heard, sense. I mean, I don't, I don't so know. So, for me, <laughs> I Googled Panic of the Disco to, like, kind of just brush up on my facts before talking to you guys. Right. And the related search showed Sean Mendes. And I'm wondering now if that's the connection between Vine, like, that they were both so prolific on Vine. Because in my mind, I was like, oh... These are like my like most inappropriate celebrity crushes. I feel like Shawn Mendes, <laughs> especially at this point where I was just like, oh, shit. Why are both of them popping up? Like a little bit like, oh, oh, hello, mm-hmm. like whatever. <laughs> and had to like navigate away, you know. So it was just like so now I'm kind of like thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Is this like the Vine connection? I don't know. I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Yeah. I, I mean, that would be the only connection I would think of aside from them both being incredibly attractive, attractive beautiful people. White guys that can sing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can't all have it. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. That's a rare find, Harold. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. I don't have to be able to sing. Um, Damn. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> We just talking about those Avengers burns earlier. Yeah. That made me think of Let them know what the people, like, let the people know you're about. Yeah. <laughs> It never was. <laughs> um, no, man, it's just I love talking about like how we get into stuff like this because it's so interesting that none of us really have like the same story. And so that's just like for me, that's like the passion of it is like this is so tight that we have all landed in the same spot, but from like all these different ways. Like and like for me personally, like I I was kind of the same as you. Like I got into it like pretty early on. But in a, in some ways it was similar because like I like listened to a couple things and then kind of fell off of them, and then when Pretty Odd came out, like I was like this album fucks. I was like, yeah, dude, really, I like that album a lot. I don't know what it was specifically about that album, but I was just like, this is tight. But um, that was just kind of my experience, and I think it was just because of like all the stuff that I was kind of into at that time. Because man, I don't remember what. Do you remember what year that uh, that I Write Sins came out? I should probably like that. 2005, 2005. Yeah, I would have been in ninth grade. So yeah. been, we're going into ninth grade. It could have been, it could have been maybe, oh wait, you're, you're younger than me. I'm so yeah, that makes, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That timeline seems right. And so, yeah, like 
I think it was just like the, I don't want to say the angst because I feel like that's so overplayed, but like, just like everything that I was into was just, I was trying to like always get into the next, the next thing. And so I feel like at that time, what I was like starting to get into was like Norma Jean type shit, like scream, like hardcore screamo type shit. So like Norma Jean, the chariot, um, all those other like yeah. bands you can't understand what the fuck they're saying. Like, <laughs> so that was kind of like my vibe for a little bit. And so I kind of fell off of like really like pop punk type stuff or, or like that kind of genre. And so that's kind of how it went for me. But then like, as I like got older, then I started getting more into like indie type stuff. And then I think it was just like the sweet spot of like when that album came out, that it hit me like right at the right time that I was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like panic is legit. Like, why did I ever stop listening to these guys? So that was kind of like my experience. And, you know, we're kind of like building a playlist together um, to go along with this episode. And that's kind of why, like, I picked that song, That Green Gentleman, because I really liked that song and it was on that album. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it was specifically about that song that stuck out to me, but it was just like one of those things like, I don't know, like, is there something like that? And, you know, it's kind of unfair for me to say, like, I don't know what it is, but and then to ask you. But I mean, was it just like, just straight up Brendan Urie's like talent or like the instrumentation or the theatrics of it. What was it that was really one of those things that you're like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, I like this band. Like to the point where like, I'm going to go check these guys out live because I've never been to, I've never seen them in concert, but not to say that I don't like them enough to go see them, but I just never have like gone to check them out. But what was that kind of thing that stuck out to you? Well, one of the, the thing that really cemented Brendan Urie into my heart. And this is like when I got back into, or like, initially got into panic, I guess, when I was in college was because, I mean, you know this because we work together, but I'm just a very visual person. And I was on a, like in a YouTube rabbit hole kind of. And he's got the visuals that you wanted to look at. I <laughs> understand. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it was specifically though, the, this is gospel music video. Like I watched that and I was so blown the away. It was crazy. And then and on top of that, his vocals were amazing. And I was just like, where has this been all my life? Why have I not been paying attention? <laughs> And I mean, yeah, that was really what did it for me. I mean, so essentially it was that he was so beautiful and you just really, saw yeah. him in that video. The lighting was right. No, is that mm-hmm. the video where the it's lighting like was right. every everything's like kind of exploding and he's like mm-hmm. kind of going forward and like And they're like holding like him down to the hospital yellow, bed. Like, Let me go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, that shit is really good actually. Um <laughs> No, I know well, that video. Yeah, that, that was that was a, well, that was the video that I like went back. Okay, because the album before that, there was some. So it was, it, it's not. This is gospel. There's a, a different song on the album that came out before that. Mm-hmm. I think it's the album before that. Anyway, it was one of their later albums, but the video was like a callback to their original videos. And it like wasn't satirical enough for me. And I think that kind of put me <laughs> off of their music videos for a while. And then coming back to it, like basically that video on, I, all the videos that came out with Death of a Bachelor, I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is gospel from the album before that is kind of what got me back into Panic at the Disco. Um, but early on, I mean, the first time I saw them, I think that was 2006. And it was at, um, oh, what's the, what's the music venue that's, this where it's in OKC, but it's like 
The older one. The green door? Criterion? No. Older one? Diamond Ballroom? Diamond Ballroom. There we go. That Shout shit. out to the Diamond. Yeah. So it was at Diamond Ballroom. And I think the reason the reason that I really went was because it had a bunch of bands that I was interested in. So I was at like being a poor teen, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I can see all these bands at like once. 15 bucks for well, the tickets there. Exactly. Mm, so and it was cheap. like, you I buy them a buy for less. Well, so I was the kind, I would get very anxious before shows because I was always going to like general admission shows like that. And I would get so anxious because I was like, this is my chance to meet them and they'll see me and <laughs> like, we'll fucking connect in the crowd. So I would get there like three hours early, you know, same, like wait out in the sun with my fucking flat iron hair and bangs and like you know, wait to get in. And I was always at the front. So like I was, I was near the front of this thing. But again, like thinking about it now as an adult where I'm like, damn, you were like a little fucking baby, uh, like crushing your way through the crowd, like to the front. Cause I was even smaller than like, I was like closer <laughs> to five feet then, you know? And it's like, it, it's just insane. So I, I think for me, there was kind of that mania and like, I went to shows all the time. I was a lot cooler back then. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So I I think that's what spurred me to like see them live. And then seeing them more recently, it was a get it was it kind of coincided with me getting back into their music. And then it was also Weezer was there. So we were like, oh, Panic and Weezer, whatever. So you're like, this is the zoo. I'd just been to the zoo amphitheater for the first time before that for actually an Ellie Golding. Ellie Golding. Yeah. We were both at that show. Yeah. So, um, and Ellie Golding was one where I like panicked a little before where I was like, oh (laughs) fuck, I got to get there like four hours or because I had like VIP tickets, but then I also like needed to get to the front. That was a stressful one. So at panic, I was like, it's going to be hot and sweaty. I'll just wait in the back. But it was still an amazing show. Did Brian go with you to that one? Yeah, Brian went with me to that one. He was probably like, bitch, calm down. (laughs) Wait, to Ellie or to you? No, no, Tiffany went with me to that one. And that was her first like general admission concert so she was like wow. oh shit because she'd always gone to like Catch big stadium up. ones well yeah she always went to like she, she was a very went different stadium ones like oh yeah um, seated seated not ones. not stadium or, but like yeah this the where you have like a seat or right. whatever it's at like an arena or some shit so like i don't know she wasn't doing the scene kid shit she wasn't <laughs> trying to be something she wasn't in high school she knew what she was so fair enough yeah, so my what? mom didn't let me have my emo phase. Oh man, I think my mom begrudgingly let mine happen. Honestly, I had like yeah. the bangs, but what I really I wanted to dye my hair black, and I like yeah, wanted, with the fucking raccoon tail. Yes, I wanted that so bad, and like so I did like the eyeliner, and I had like this the swoopy bangs, but like I couldn't do the full extent because I wanted black hair. I wanted like a single pink stripe. That was like my thing. Yeah classy and it just my mom would not let it happen and I look back and I'm like oh my gosh Tamara thank you so much <laughs> yeah Pearl on the say, other hand say, let Pearl. me live my life yeah Pearl was about that Looking action thing. I always wear like threadless t-shirts that had like little designs so, do you guys remember that it'd yep. be like a carton of milk and they have like a post-it note on it that says raw like they were really cute like design shirts oh. like, yeah yeah <laughs> raw XT <laughs> yeah we use good. this a little bit behind the scenes kind of shit i guess but we use like a little uh workflow app at work and um i had put something because we were collabing on something and i put like type in the notes of what it needed to be or whatever and for some reason i was just like we'd been talking about the emo shit i guess yeah so in the little note i put like like t- oh because i remember it was the till day but remember, I couldn't. I thought I mixed it up and called it a tittle. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the tilde star raw XD. Oh my god. And then star tilde. You know, like how you yeah. always stylize yeah. everything. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. 
Yeah, I put this like, in my MySpace bulletin. Yeah. He was like, like fucking aim away message. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like an assignment, but it was like, hey, can you do this for me? And it oh, was like it was. RAR. And I was like, Harold. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> RAR like, XD. File a harassment complaint. I was trying to figure out what it shit. was. Yeah, she sent that shit to HR. She was like, they were like, mm-hmm. nope. Yeah. They yeeted me out of the office. Yeah. Yep. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, that's so funny that it's like, this is gospel too, because that's like so, like such a callback to Vine too. That if you love me, let me go. Yep. Like everyone was doing that <laughs> shit. And so that's just funny that that ends up well, being one that you guys both referenced. Okay, so you were really into the screamo. Uh, he used to do positive hardcore Thursdays. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, like those were so good. Thing, but it'd be something positive like, got eight hours of sleep last night. Like, <laughs> He's talking like, oh, about that. I think we talked fun. about that because I told you on that Instagram live that I happened to watch that day. He was like, someone was joking with him about doing like a metal album or like a screamo album. And it started as a joke, but then he was like, no, I think we're going to do it. <laughs> so yeah, I would well, love no, now to it's see like, that. Boy, your voice is too fucked up. You can't be doing that shit. I know. Now his freaking throat's going to be looking like fucking Swiss Crusty. cheese. Yeah. Not about it. Um, so there's like an interesting thing that like a shift. I felt like that kind of happened with Panic that it was like for so long, it was just like Panic at the Disco. And then at some point there was like this thing, weird thing where it was like Brendan was kind of doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. And then that's very much like the vibe now that, that I get that it's more like, and I say it all the time with Callie, uh, with any band where it's like the singer is like the most prominent person. Like I say it with Haley, Haley and the Williams. Yeah, yeah. Brendan and the Yuris is like what I always say. And that's really what it feels like because it's like almost like the other people in the band are like set pieces, but like Brendan Yuri is the bell a da ball. He's da bell. <laughs> oh, da ball. <laughs> That's right. But I don't know. I mean, is that like the kind of vibe you guys are getting right now? Or like, I, I'm like totally cool with it just because like he's like the person that I was like really followed Associate. anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's like the centerpiece of the band anyway to me. Yeah. So like I'm totally cool with that. But I don't know if that's like kind of the same vibe you guys were like getting. I feel like I can't really speak to before he was Brendan in the Yuri. Right. So when he was strictly Panic at the Disco because I wasn't really into it during that time. So I've really only known it as Brendan is the star. Fair enough. So I think he's the only original member. Yeah. Left. Same as like Paramore. That's why I was yeah, like, make that exactly. Paramore. Um, but I, I, so I think that division really happened with Pretty Odd, that second album, because tonally it is so different than anything else that they ever did. And it's one that honestly, I feel like there's some really bad songs on it. No offense to there, that album. I mean, there are. There's yeah. some yeah. There's some bad shit on it. Cause I feel like the subsequent album is pretty shit as well. Um, even though it was trying to return back maybe closer to their original sound. Um, but, but Pretty Odd has some bad songs on it. And I think as I got further away from it, I kind of discounted it. But in preparation for the episode, I was like, oh, I want to like go through and listen to that again because I, I know I might have some songs on it that I can put on the playlist or whatever. I love that album. There were it took me back like listening to it. It There were songs on that album. Like I think Green Gentleman is one of the ones you pulled where I was just like, I love oh, my God. Song. Like I knew every I don't know what word. It is. Yeah, it like um Folkin' Around is one. <laughs> I say that all the time now well, still. But the problem is, like, that's the thing is, like, now, like, not thinking of the song right away, I look back at that title and I'm like, this is cringy as fuck. Like, I'm not <laughs> listening to this, whatever. But listening to it today, I was like, 
Oh my God. I loved this song. And also it kind of felt like a gateway into like the Decemberists who became one of my favorite bands later on. Like there's certain things about that album that I was like, this is really nice. But so I think that album is what forced it to become the Brendan and the Yuri's is because (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of where the shift changed. You feel like, yeah, Mm -hmm. because I, I think half the band wanted it them to continue in the sound of pretty odd. Yeah. And then Brendan Urie and one of the other members, I don't remember if it was Spencer Smith or the other guy. Um, the other guy, that's so aggressive of me, whatever. Um, I don't know any fucking body in that band. Right. So Brendan Ryan Ross was the one that I remember so because don't he, he wrote a ton of the music. It was kind of, I feel like they set themselves up in a way to be like another Pete one's Patrick stump scenario. Right. Um, Cause I think Ryan Ross wrote most of the first album and then he really took over, I think, creatively on the second album. And then he even sings a little bit on some of it. And that's the shit where I'm like, I appreciate your talents, but we know who the singer is. Please stop. Like, well, Yeah, like that's so weird to me when that yeah. happens, too, because like it's happened with random bands where like I got I, got, I think of like plain white tees. Yeah. Like to where they had like a major hit that was like with not Tom, the lead yeah. singer. So like I'm like ooh like sometimes that works but yeah like it's to me that's cringy yeah. as fuck because I'm like listen you you've got Brendan Yuri yeah and he, with you. someone with that <laughs> level of vocal talent you're just like come on man like, yeah, like I don't a, I don't want to crush your dreams but like you're in a successful band and you're writing the music and like writing lyrics and shit like stay in your lane yeah so <laughs> anyway I think that's where the huge split came I haven't right had a problem I feel like there's a little bit of course correcting maybe that happened after a while with Brendan Urie because the last three albums have been decent but Death of a Bachelor holy shit that album fucks my world up it is so, so good, good. Like, they sent him into a fucking stratosphere well, it did it did and I feel like that album feels very purely him to me um, as compared to some of the other ones he does I, maybe not on that album but I feel like on some of the recent ones maybe he does have one on that maybe where he'll like have random songs that kind of have this like 1920s speakeasy feel that harken back to the original album their first album and it's like come on give that shit up people are not here for that (laughs) sound anymore like do the shit you're good at and death of a bachelor was really it was so good to the point that his most recent album i was a little bit let down by because i was like some of the sound fell flat for me i feel like Singing wise, it was fine, but like sonically, I felt like it kind of fell flat compared to Death of a Bachelor. I went on a huge. Well, you, well no, even like that title track is more. I mean, just like I've been saying earlier, like some straight up like crooning type shit. Yeah, like that's some like Frank Sinatra esque exactly. like mm-hmm. type vibe. Yeah. So I mean, La like is on that album. I, I was just yeah, about to say La Yeah, that's our song apparently. That is the theme of this. Is that song? Was that All My Friends Were Glorious? Is that the one you're talking about? The one after? Victorious. Is that nine in the afternoon on it, right? What? No, pretty Odd is the second one. Is oh, that was the, the Death of a Bachelor Tour live album that they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had some bangers on that, too, though. So I love that when it's a, like... Pray for the Wicked is the newest one. Right. Mm-hmm. But that has what on it? Pray for the Wicked has yeah. Fuck a Silver Lining, yeah. Say Amen, Hey Look Ma, I Made It, High Hopes. Bruh. Hey, look, I made it. Hey, look, actually. Ma, I made it. Yeah. That, that is, song is the shit. Yeah, so I do enjoy it. I was trying to remember what album that was on, but yeah, it's like the newest one. Yeah, and that music video. Dylan Francis is a co-writer of that. That's yeah. tight. Yeah, very cool. So there's there's some good shit, and the, and the first. 
four songs I feel like of the latest album are pretty good, but then it immediately cuts to Roaring Twenties, which I'm like, come on, it, it's like cliche. <laughs> it's like his low key aesthetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, you don't gotta remind us. Like, we I know where know. you came from. Dancing's not a crime. I like okay, and then he gets to one of the drunks and like the overpass oh, the dying one of the in LA. One's I'm like crazy. I'm not about it. That video for Hey Look Ma made it though. I've never Bebo. seen it. Huh? That's his puppet's name, Bebo. Oh, is oh, it? Yeah. I'd never seen that video and Kylie's like, bruh. I think it was like we're yeah, working too. She's going. like, bro, we gotta watch it like that. <laughs> it was, was like really important that you saw it right <laughs> at that moment. I was like, for sure, let's check it out. Actually, but yeah, I was just like, how do I how do I never seen this? Yeah. Actually at that um that concert I went to, he had Bebo set up in one of those oh like God. fortune teller things where you oh, put in right. a coin oh. and it like has this crystal ball and he reads your future, except it was his freaking puppet lookalike and it was like so crazy. That is so tight. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, that's so cool. How that creative. Yeah, that's that. like next level shit. Cause I'm like they were affordable concerts and I was able to get very close to the stage at the ones I went to. But mm-hmm. There was no high level production shit like that where you're like, oh yeah, let me go. Well, it, oh, was yeah. like out, it was like out in the lobby. Like you could go, yeah. up. the line was wild though. Like that I couldn't so go tight. do it myself, I'm but sure. like I saw it from afar. Oh, there was like a line it's Vivo. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Let you fuck around and get a $15 ticket now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you got to get a $15 ticket just to go maybe get tickets. Yeah. That's crazy. $15 ticket just to see Bebo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I was gonna, Shit, if they were smart, they would have charged for that. Yeah. Nah, he's, I don't know. He's a good guy at his core. I don't know him personally uh, yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plan on meeting him someday, maybe. I don't know. Walking around on the corner out here, probably. Brendan Urie? Yeah. My friend works at BOK Center and met him. And right. I, that's the shit that I'm like, it took me right. back Tell to being story. 17 years old. Yeah, she, so my friend does like social media. I'm like, now I'm like, I don't know how much of her job I can tell people. It can't be secret, whatever. She does a lot of marketing (laughs) and social media stuff for BOK Center. And she does a lot of like meet and greet stuff with the artists and and manages some of that stuff. And so she was like texting us and she didn't think she was going to be working directly with him, but she did end up meeting him and whatever. And it, as she's texting me, it took me back to like 17 years old where I had this anxiety in the pit of my stomach where I was like, but uh, they're meeting him. I mean, it was like that weird, like I'm FOMO, missing man. out. Yeah, it was yeah. like FOMO, but I was also just like, that's my, no offense to my husband, but like, that's my soulmate that like I was supposed <laughs> to meet. You know what I mean? So we could have like, been together. Well, yeah, it was like, I, I, it took me back to being a teen and feeling like that, the anxiety of showing up to shows like three hours early so that I could be at the, it, it gave me that level of like, fuck. So yeah, my friend got to Were you texting out. him some weird, or texting her some weird shit though? Like, what does he smell like? I like honestly, I wouldn't. Be so, I think like? I was too in shock to really like get to that level. <laughs> I need but, you to like, lick him and tell me what it tastes like. That's the energy. Honestly, I feel like I've projected a lot of my Brendan Neary stuff onto Sean Mendez. I brought him up earlier, and not coincidentally, <laughs> like he and I forget that he's like a teen still, and I'll see him and shit, and I'll be like, oh yeah, like I'm about that, and then I'll be like, ha, huh, he's like 18 years old or some shit. Is he really? He's, he's really like 20 now, I thought. Maybe he's 20 now, but I know yeah. there's been like two years that. of me looking at him and being like, oh, he's a teen. Mm. Anyway. Sean Mendez. What are the guesses yeah. here? What do we, how old do we think he is? I think he might be 20, but he might also be a teen. I'm going to say 19. 19? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. He is 20. Wow. He is Keeping 20. up with my boy. He's in your God. range. So. Anyway. 
ish. Like, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> barely. Yeah, projecting. Yeah, Poor no. Brian. Like, she's going to, next time we see Brian, he'll be like wearing a gold jacket. <laughs> and have a puppet named Bebo, too. Yeah. I'm like, Bebo, wow, Emily's Brian making Bebo, yeah. a Brendan Yuri. Yeah. Wow. She made her own. Yeah. So, <laughs> Brian Yuri. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So, I, I didn't get to the depths of creep that I could have when I was texting my friend. I let her be a professional and do her job without me being inappropriate. <laughs> FaceTime me right so, now. Yeah, I'm like, I need you to actually like kind of just like angle him in the screen so I can see him. No, I didn't do that shit, luckily. I wouldn't put it past myself, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised that you didn't actually. Yeah. That is so funny. Isn't that interesting? It's like you feel like you get to know these artists and stuff so intimately because they share like they write all these songs and you feel like you really connect with them. But it's like that thing of celebrity. Like they don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know them. Well, and especially <laughs> with like Instagram where it's like I'll be brushing my teeth and I'll be like, oh, shit, he's on Instagram live right now. Like I'll just prop that shit up on my little sink counter thing and just like have it on in the background while I'm brushing my teeth. And it feels like you're FaceTiming a friend because right. it's just a casual. It's not like a lit thing. It's just mm-hmm. by lit. I mean, like lighted. Thing. Right, right. <laughs> like, um, it is very but lit. lit. The content very is very lit. lit. Um, but yeah, no, it feels so casual. Like it feels like you're just FaceTiming your buddy. Right. So it's like. What the fuck? I don't know. It does create this false like level of intimacy or knowing someone right. where you feel like you're casual, which is maybe good because I feel like if I'm if I did meet someone of importance now, I wouldn't lose my shit the way I, like I right. used to get so nervous when it, if I if like bands did meet and greets back in the day, I'd be at the show and I I would have been waiting for three hours, but then the time would come for me to approach them and be like sign my t shirt, and I'd be like. Oh fuck! I'm like, not ready. Sweating, yeah. Like, couldn't do it. I'd have to have my friends hype me up. So that's why it's like, maybe the 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 barrier drop of intimacy is good because then it's like, ah, oh, whatever. I see this guy all the fucking time on my phone. I'll I'm just, desensitized. I'll say hey to him. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Hey, what are you doing? Not in my phone. Yeah. What you doing in real life? <laughs> that is weird when you see someone like that famous in real life, and yeah. you're like, holy shit, you're like, a real breathing, person. Yeah, we're breathing the same air. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I've never met anyone like that, like super, super famous or like been around them. I mean, I, I saw Dave Grohl like at, mm-hmm. I went to a Foo Fighters concert and we got really, really good like spots. So it was like from, I don't know how far away you think me and you Six are. Six feet, five feet, four yeah, feet. Probably around there. that. We're close. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Dave Grohl. Like this is fucking crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh. He's an actual person that feels and thinks. I kind of thinks. had that feel at Tom Segura most recently at Tower Theater because we had really good seats that were near the front. Right. And there was something surreal about it. And probably because we've watched him so much right. on Netflix um, yeah. mm-hmm. that it was like, oh, fuck. Like, this person is right in front of me. Like, they, it it was a very... And it wasn't, like, the nervous, like, ah, it's a celebrity. Like, it wasn't the same as that feeling that I used to get when I was a kid or whatever. Right. But there was something very out of body about it where I'm like, damn, like, this person is right the fuck in front of me right now. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'd fuck with that too much, though. Go to a comedian, comedy show and sit that close. I'm like, just you're just asking your ass to get roasted. <laughs> oh, that's what we saw Thomas Middleditch <laughs> like, once at oh, right. OU. And we were... I hustled on Twitter. I was not even in college anymore at this point. And I hustled OU on Twitter and they gave me VIP tickets. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so they gave me VIP tickets where we got to meet Thomas Middleditch and we were in the front row and he like called us out in part of his, but his, his standup's a little bit different 
format. And so he like called us like out in some of his bits and stuff. And oh. it was very weird. Yeah. It was like another thing where I was watching like Silicon fuck? Valley was really big yeah, at that time. And I'm like, this guy's Valley? on HBO and he's fucking <laughs> talking to me right now in front of God that and everyone. To. Like <laughs> they're crazy. I don't so. know, man. I don't know. Is it, you have anything like that where it's like going to a concert or something or like, Okay, so at the height of the Hamilton craze, <gasps> I met David Diggs. Oh my god! Oh shit! For those of you who might not know, he is Lafayette and yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Oh, like yeah. a big part in the mm-hmm. production. Yeah, yeah he play, so he you know they a lot of them play like two roles throughout. What's you know, his name the acts. again? David Diggs, and he's been in other things too. Like he's just recently been in um, that movie with that little kid that has um, he has a deformity. What is that movie called? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know yeah. him. He like plays the teacher yeah. in that show. Yeah, but what I didn't know was that he also has a band called Clipping. Had no idea that he did things other than Broadway at the time. I was just like enamored with his Lafayette because he has the Guns and Chips uh, rap that I learned yes, how to do because so I was good. so obsessed. Um, but I went to a, like a music festival or something in Bricktown in Oklahoma City and we were going to us one show. I don't even remember who that person was, but he opened <laughs> for these people. And so we walk oh my in God. and I'm hearing rapping and I was just like, hold on. I Thomas Jefferson rapping. is in the building. <laughs> and I felt so crazy. That is so tight. And then we ran up to the stage and it was actually him. And I was just like so starstruck. But like I wasn't gonna do anything like weird. I was like, you know, I'll just hang out and you know watch him rap. That I did not know he had this band or whatever. And then he like after his set, he came down into the audience. It was like taking pictures with people and meeting people, just like super casually. Did you? It was talk so to him? cool. Yeah. So You're cool. Like, I got a picture with him. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh my god. It's on my private Instagram. To, um, that is so yeah, tight. On your private fucking Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna creep that. I need to go back and yeah. see. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I just got into Hamilton finally. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, was, I know. I, I haven't either. I yeah. just, I barely, I barely learned that it was like a rap well, thing. Well, and I knew I'd be I into like, it. <laughs> well, and I knew everything about it. Like, yeah. I knew I'd be into it. I knew kind of some of the songs and like some of the tunes from it or whatever. And finally, it just like hit me when I was baking like Christmas gifts for people. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck, today's the day I'm going to listen to Hamilton. And so I've listened to it so much since then that it's, it's like so on constant good. repeat in our home right now. I've it's, only heard like much. a bit, like I was telling Callie, I saw Lin-Manuel Miranda was on Graham Norton with Emily Blunt and they like harassed him into doing a bit from Hamilton. Oh, probably. Yeah. I, I think I saw that. He actually, plays Hamilton, right? Yeah. Um, but I think maybe he was doing one of the like demo things from it. Cause he originally was like invited God, I'm trying to remember now. This is again one of my YouTube spirals where mm-hmm. he um <laughs> he was invited House. to the White House. And this was like before oh. Hamilton was fully made yet. And he was just right. doing like the Hamilton like demos or whatever. Yeah, or it was almost like a pitch or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a fucking pitch huh, for Hamilton proof where of he concept like or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like basically raps and sings and does all the parts of like what becomes the intro Very song tight. the actual thing. That so. is tight, man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. We talked I talked to her about it and I was just like yeah, I've like never checked it out. Like, and I don't know if it was talking to you about. Oh, I we talked about it a little bit, and you're like, yeah, it's like a rap. And then I was like, went home that night and like looked up a video, and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, like, I can't I believe you didn't yet? know. That's why I, I when I brought up Hamilton you know, a while back, I was like, dude, you'd be way into it because it's all like R and B and like rap influences, hip hop yeah. influences. I was like, I don't know. I checked it it's out like, though. The cabinet like, battles. Cool are good in it. There, there's a couple songs, I guess, called Cabinet Battles, and they're just, like, rap battles. Fuck. 
epic rap battles of history. I don't know if you guys <laughs> watched that. Show. Yeah, um, but it, it's kind of that format, but higher quality. <laughs> so top tier. Yeah, god tier. <laughs> god tier. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh, well, we've kind of talked about a little bit, like some of our like big hits or whatever, like the songs that stuck out to us. Um, I didn't know if there was any. It's kind of like picking your favorite kid or something, but. Is there any like one song that like maybe if you were going to talk to someone that had never listened to Panic somehow, um, that you'd be like, this is my shit. Check this out. And this is like what I like about this band. What is that to you? Emperor's New Clothes. No, I thought for sure you were going to say L.A. Devo to No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is you her shit, though. You can have that though. one, though. Okay, cool. She didn't say it, so you could. Yeah. You like <laughs> stepped on her hospitality. Sorry. Come on, okay. <laughs> Restart. She said Emperor's no. New Clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we have very similar music tastes. Right yeah. on. Um, <laughs> Emperor's New Clothes, though. I don't... That music video dropped on Halloween. Is that the one where he's like And a Brendan's demon? out here like a demon. That was yeah. fucking bananas. I was trying to remember what video that was. Yeah. I was like... Bruh. I was so obsessed with that video. I did a whole... I was in this... Um, it was right. called Remix Remash class. And it was like this whole class where we were allowed to take media from other things and mix it into our own music videos and our own songs and our own thing. And that, like, that was the whole class. It was what super a cool, cool class. Yeah. So I, I matched that, that shit when I was at OU. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's there anymore. Cause there were like literally four of us. Oh, shit. I think, I think we were a right. tester. Oh yeah. But it was super cool. But I was so obsessed with that music video that I matched that with like some, something from, uh, do you listen to Aurora at all? No. Um, she's like very, she's uh, Nordic and her stuff is like really kind of cool and atmospheric. And oh, kind of, shit. I, I, like I love some her. Some Sigur Rós type shit. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so that was super cool. But that song is like my panic song. That is the one I can listen to all the time. Fuck. Mm-hmm. No, I com- completely forgot about that video until you said that. And then I was just like, oh, fuck. Is that that one where he just goes ham? So crazy, man. And actually, something that's really cool about um, his music videos is they have kind of told this story, but all out of order, where it technically starts with the um, Say Amen Saturday Night video. And he, if you've seen that, he's like getting into a fight with these people. And eventually at the end of the video, he's killed by what you assume is his girlfriend. And then technically that goes into this is gospel where he's like waking up in the hospital bed and he's like fighting through it. And then at the end of this is gospel that goes into emperor's new clothes where he's like, he thinks he's entering heaven and he actually falls down into what we can assume is hell. Right. So like, fuck all it's out conceptual of narrative, fuck. Art. Yeah. which is like what I really like about him is he's a storyteller at heart. Right. Well, it's just not like, Art for the sake of art, you feel like there's like some like reason behind it. Planned some out. Some purpose. Thought. Yeah. It's intentional. Yeah. What about you? Um, my well, mine is probably and this is kind of weird that we're <laughs> she both was together. Say that one. <laughs> yeah. No, no. My mine's LA Devotee is probably the one. And I can say objectively, it is not the best Panic of the Disco song, but it is one for me that I have just listened to on repeat over and over and over again. And it is interesting to me that we both are picking songs from Death of a Bachelor, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of a testament to the quality of that album and how fucking good it is. Um, Yeah, Ellie Devotee is one that's, I mean, it's not as good as the rest, but it's just, it's so fucking Fucking catchy. catchy, I can get down to that shit. Um, The video for it's kind of interesting and cool. It's got, um, Mike's the one that gets 
stuck in the upside down, right? In a yeah, I think Stranger, so. Things? Stranger Things. No, Will. 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 It's Will. Yeah. Will. So I think it has Will from Stranger Things is mm-hmm. in this video That's too. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Huh. Um, but yeah, so that that would be my song, or I would take it way back. I don't know. Maybe it would be one from Pretty Odd. I'll let you have Pretty Odd, though, because that's going to be your shit I know. I write um, sins, not try No, fuck no, that shit. We all heard that song so many times that we can't. No one can hear it anymore. No one. But something I appreciated was that the concert that I went to, like, that was actually the first time I've seen Panic Live. So that was, a, like, a really big deal. And I know that he's sick to death of that song, but I had never seen it live, and he still performed it. Yeah. I say that as if he did it specifically for me but yeah. like well yeah it no, was I just mean, nice that like that's that's like the song that they're really known for and he's still performing it even though we know he's sick of it for like the people that maybe have never seen him perform he ain't it sick before. of cashing them damn checks for that song tell you that <laughs> the goddamn much it's not like oasis with wonderwall true like, those guys fucking hate that song that's well they fair. hate each other i mean yeah i mean there's a lot of <laughs> negative energy just, yeah, swirling around oasis so <laughs> um, uh, what was the other one i would say Probably, but it's better if you do. Oh, okay. Because it's one that kind of, it gives you a taste of some sounds and themes that are repeated throughout their discography, but it also gives you like classic panic. And it's got some of the like cheesiness and like whatever into it that I'm, I'm about. So, <laughs> whatever it is. Well, a certain je ne sais quoi. You know, um, <laughs> but no, it, it's not necessarily cheesiness, but they have like they're lyrically specifically on the like first album. There are lines that are very much like so you could just lift that shit directly off and put it as your aim away message or like put it on your live <laughs> journal, code it in your Zanga layout. Like I whichever platform you are comfortable with, they they made it accessible to you. So I would say that that song is one that still holds up. Without feeling overtly like that, but still has some of those moments in it, which I appreciate. I felt like there was some line that was in that graphic she made that we were talking about, Callie. It was like some line from Teen Hearts Beating Faster Fest. I was obsessed with that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if I can find it real quick. Destiny is calling me. Username on DeviantArt. If you want to find Emily's inspirations for her her current project. My current project. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This has this does not uh, express the views of Emily in the present day. Update your DeviantArt at all? Can you even log into that shit? So I think they made it so that it's like an. I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel like DeviantArt is just like an archive thing now. So you can go back oh, and look at it, but you can't add content right. anymore. I think we talked about this because you were trying to get a, you could, it wouldn't let you create an account. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I think she was just talking um, about like how it doesn't let you do anything. Like how you're saying. Cyber like Google a, Plus is shutting down. I forgot Google Plus was that? a thing even. Remember when they Google tried to challenge Facebook for like a social media oh, thing? Yeah, they oh, made the a Google Plus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's shutting down officially. I got an email today that was like all personal. Like I just oh, started one to claim My an Google account, Plus. right? Mm-hmm. And it was like we're shutting it down now. Oh, and yeah. like on this day, all of your content will be gone for SEO like purposes. Okay, so I found the graphic. Let's see what it says. <laughs> I found the graphic in question. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Still so young, but desperate for attention. Same. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> big mood. mood. Relatable. Yeah. I'm trying to read some of the other ones. I think it's just the other words from the song. Dear studio audience, 
I've had an announcement mm-hmm. to make. Yeah. It's like all That's from pixelated. Martyrdom is not a something. It's one of, it's actually one of my favorite songs from that first album. Dear studio audience, I've an announcement to make. <laughs> yeah. I know that shit. That one I think is the only difference between martyrdom and suicide is like people don't give a shit or something. I don't right, remember. Yeah. <laughs> Back when all the songs were like a sentence long. Well, yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. I can't even read the whole shit on Spotify. That was such a trend between I feel like Fall Out Boy and Panic were the most guilty of it. Fall Out Boy kind of still does that shit mm-hmm. sometimes, but I'm trying to remember if other bands like had them that long and they had to have, right? The Chariot had a song that was like the fucking longest song name I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Let me see if I can find it. Fall Out Boy had a song that was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they have a song that's like, our lawyer made us change. change the name of this song yeah. so we wouldn't get sued. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like one of the first songs I think on uh, yeah. from under the cork tree God, Damn, you know thank you for like knowing what I was talking about yeah, I know, no. she knew that shit immediately too yeah. I'm like the fuck that that for sure is one they they have some other they have some other ones on from under the cork tree that you're like the is fuck it, um, thanks oh. for the memories shortened like that because they were getting like flack for their lo- their um, names it, being so long it, maybe maybe really? it's like a meme because there are other songs on that album that have longer titles yeah. too so um, I don't know I found that song by the chariot it, okay. this is a very long song title okay. and the song's only it's under two minutes it's one minute 58 seconds okay I'm like it took me longer to read this title it's someday in the event that my, mankind actually figures out what it is that this world revolves around. Thousands of people are going to be shocked and perplexed to find out it was not them. Sometimes this includes me. I that got was, bored like halfway through that, but yeah. then they picked, up, picked back that's up. That's the name of the song. But yeah, that was like fucking Chariot, man. Wait. Josh Scogan is insane. Okay. He used to be the lead singer of Norma Jean. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he, start, he went and started the Chariot. Some bullshit ass music. I Kelly. could be wrong <laughs> because I don't have an actual physical CD in front of me, but I'm pretty sure. Do you have that album? Well, I yeah, I had a fever you can't sweat out on CD. I still have it somewhere. Probably. Oh, I'll talk about the chair. Oh no 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 no! Sorry sorry, a fever you can't sweat out. So what I, that made me think of though, I'm pretty sure some of these song titles, when you look in the actual like lyric oh, a information it has longer like it'll have parentheses behind huh. it like let me see if i can so google that shit on but the it's fly. better if you do i think has like something before it maybe. it sounds like it would yeah like mm-hmm. just it starts like with the butt and i you're think like, there's a couple of them that are like that but son of a bitch sneaky little shits okay so one thing that i thought would be fun uh two more things that we could talk about but wait what was your favorite song yeah. oh that green gentleman that green gentleman. I album. fucking yeah. love that song, and we're—it's just like everything from like the instrumentation. Um, I think it came up on our playlist, or we were listening to the Panic or something the other day. But I'm like literally sitting there, and I hadn't heard the song in years when we heard it that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like whistling like the guitar parts, like out of memory. Like I still like sing the guitar. Is that I, the one that's I like that always shit. golden in the sky? It's uh, things are shaping up to be pretty odd. Oh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, oh my god! When that one like kicks off at the beginning, you're just like, fuck. Mini, 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 yeah. God, I was yeah, singing that, that shit, shit the other day. Callie's good. Like, Can you imagine <laughs> work with me every day? It's fucking horrible. It's actually great. I was like gone the other day to shoot. Oh my gosh! It was so lonely. 
because Harold oh is God. so chatty and I'm like, I'm a pretty quiet person actually. And so I was sitting in my office just like, man, where do you go? That, okay, that's a fucking dangerous combo though. Harold and I get together and we talk for oh fucking ever. Yeah. I'm sure Brian hates my ass. Like, tell me what happened to you on your show. Well, it's just that like, I call it, it's the Midwest goodbye or whatever where oh you like, God, you're like, oh so yeah, I need true. to go now. And then you like find four more things to talk about. I felt that. The Midwest I goodbye. That. I didn't know there was a name for it, but that's so, yeah. that describes it so that's well. That's true. Yeah. Like, you keep talking I'll for see, like 10 more minutes. Yeah. Like I recently, I saw a friend of mine that I was try, literally trying to leave. And I remember that his mom wasn't, had been in the hospital. So then I was like, oh, like, wait, yeah. wait, 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 don't leave yet. How's your mom doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Like, I forgot to ask you about that. All the time. It's especially <laughs> bad with you because you'll indulge me too and keep talking with me about <laughs> I shit. Don't and give so a it's just fuck. like, I will yeah. talk to anyone about anything, yeah. anywhere, anytime. For however long. Yeah, like yeah. we're literally trying to leave work the other day. And I'm just like, and we had to be somewhere. We're coming to the AIGA thing. Yeah. Nice. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. But Callie's like, just literally walked out while we were talking. I'm like, oh, we, we got to go. <laughs> like, We've got somewhere to be at a certain time. That's why you got a podcast, man. So you can talk to the people in a, in a controlled environment the with timelines. I know. <laughs> That's so funny. I think we had to like cut one of our episodes. I had to cut part of it and put it at the end of the episode because we were talking about one certain thing. You got on a tangent for like me, you, minutes. and Casey all went on a tangent, something completely out of oh, fucking left yeah. field. Oh, yeah. And that I was, was like, this Sailor is bonus Moon. content. That was the Sailor, <laughs> I think it was Sailor Moon because I remembered after that. Like the tsunami thing? Yeah, because yeah. I think I brought up Sailor Moon and there got to a point in the conversation where you were like, wait, what the f- How did this turn into a Sailor Moon <laughs> oh, podcast, it was you asshole? not the Tsunami. It was the Cartoon Network Nickelodeon yeah. thing. Yeah, it was the bracket one. We're getting on a tangent like, about getting on tangents now, though. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that. Callie, like, reel it there in. There they go talking again. <laughs> shaping up to be pretty odd, y'all. That was my shit, though. Like, yeah. I love that song. Um, and I really do think it was just like that thing of, all these different factors, like the shit that I was into, kind of not really like listening to them for a while. My music taste shaping and like um, getting into different stuff. And by the time that hit, it was just like right at that perfect time. And for some reason, that song, like, I don't know who I was talking to about this recently, but it was just like there's something about certain music that just like makes me feel like it's like that season or whatever. Yeah. Like when it gets to summer or spring, I'm listening to the format. I'm listening to Phantom Planet. Oh man. The like format I, is it's one just, that Yeah, it's just shit I always listen to at a certain time. And I always think of that song like being the summertime. Mm-hmm. Like that just feels like summertime to me. Like I always want to listen to that in the summertime. That's I I definitely relate. I don't know what it is about that album either because there's definitely other panic stuff that I like a lot better. And when I was listening to this today and prep for this, it like, it took me back. Like I could remember being 16 years old. I worked at the dry cleaner at the time. I could, re- it took me back to like the smell <laughs> of being in the back of the shop, like the smell of like the dry cleaning powder or whatever, mm-hmm. like, like, like going through, like making people's orders together, taking like tags off stuff and whatever. It, it really like, it was like an emotional like experience almost where I was like, damn, right. you say that about the format, the format is one that every time I listen, like Bruh. it kind of makes me emotional just thinking about it where I'm like, it takes me back to being like a kid driving in my car with my sunroof and like in the Jeep, in the fucking Jeep. It, it takes me back <laughs> to specifically driving in my Jeep with the sunroof open and like 
I don't know, being a teen, like not having anywhere to go. Like, not worrying about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just something about well, not that. not worrying about anything, but like, worrying about everything. Oh you know God. what I mean? Where it's everything, like everything is the end of the world at yeah. that age. You're exactly. like, oh, what if she don't like me though? Exactly. And like, <laughs> I mean, I never thought that. You know how I get down. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't sing, but you can't win a mom. i heard. All these other losers. Yeah. These other lames. Yeah. Um, no, nah, man. I mean, it's like that for sure. Like, and that's what it is about that song that just is always, it's always had a lot of real estate in my mind and my memory of like when I think of songs for no particular reason or another. It's kind of like, I don't remember what song you said, but it was just like, there's no reason this song's better than any other song. It's just. Right what stuck out to me yeah um so one of the things i do like to talk to or talk about is you know these bands that we like and then it just gives us a good like glimpse into the kind of the other shit that you're into um we're also going to add some stuff to the playlist anyway so that kind of helps illustrate that point but just for the sake of like bringing it up and talking about it um for like another just for like as, as a reference what's like another band that you like that you think if people like Panic, like, eh, you're probably going to like this shit because I like it. Well, in the holy emo trinity of <laughs> Panic at the Disco, <laughs> My Chemical Romance, and oh, Fall Out yeah, Boy. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, was I actually always... didn't think of that one. That's a no-brainer, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't have thought about that, mm-hmm. but, yeah. But out of the holy emo trinity, I was always a Fall Out Boy girl. <laughs> Up, you know, up until up until like college when I got into panic again. But right. like my teen MCR, years were all man. about wow. some fallout boy. I'm not OK. I promise. That's right. I think we were listening. I think they're on that banger of a playlist. And I do that all the time. Yeah, Teenagers. is When a song comes on. Well, and then and, and Welcome to the Black Parade was, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think I because I do this bit all the time whenever <laughs> a song comes on. But like that, the first piano key hit. Dum, boom, boom. Yeah. And I was like, please rise for your national anthem. <laughs> I put my hand over my heart. I do it all the time. I think I do it for Jamie all over when that plays. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, my God. It was other- like every other song he stood and put his hand over his heart like, please rise. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that one. And uh, the other one's um, uh, Swing Swing, All American Music. <gasps> oh, yeah. Just a bam, I'm like. I'm here. We should replace the Star Spangled Banner with either one of those or Too Little Too Late by JoJo. Okay. Next. And JoJo. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. I got feelings about JoJo, but I think that's no surprise to anyone that listens to the show. <laughs> um, okay, what were we talking about? Um, bands that we like. It, okay, if we were going to tell someone else, like, oh, yeah. if you like Panic, yours? you should listen to this. Because mm-hmm. I fuck with My Chemical Romance heavy. So, that was a good one. And Fall Out Boy. I would say Fall Out Boy, Boy, for yeah. sure. The Holy Trinity. Early <laughs> stuff. <laughs> For so sure, true. early stuff. Well, it's weird because I wouldn't have thought of them together because I think of Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, and then like all the Fueled by Ramen bands were like right. a very specific That's genre. True. And I liked other stuff outside of that were, that were in the genre, but like I just associate those bands even even though their sounds aren't because like when you say my chemical romance i'm like oh that's a way more apt comparison because of the theatricality of their music and kind of some of the rock influence in their music Mm -hmm. um is closer to panic at the disco um but i would say so i would say like them and follow boy of course especially the early stuff of panic um but i would say i don't I don't know about this, but 
I would almost say if you're into like musicals or show tunes almost, yep. like that's, you're probably going to like Panic. I guess this is a little bit reversing it. No, so it's like if you're interested cool. in musicals and you're looking for uh, another contemporary band or whatever, you'll probably like Panic at the Disco. Maybe we should put some like, a track from like a Hamilton. musical. Little Hamilton. On the well, I'll, I'll pick a good one from Kinky Boots to put oh, on there. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a very valid. I mean. Yeah. Especially you, like because like musicals are always telling a story and that's, he's telling stories with his songs all the time. They're they're just, you know, abstract and different and not as straightforward as like a lot of musicals, but. For sure. And I would say like things like, I'm trying to say, the Sister Act musical actually is one. For some reason, I relate that one to Kinky Boots and then also, Amazing. like, think of Penny the Disco. Like, there there are definitely some that I feel like have similarities, and I feel like you could get into both at the same time. No, yeah, I think that's true. Um, mine is pretty tangential, and you touched on it because that's how it, it kind of works for me whenever, like, I do like I'm finding new music or like get into a band. I'm like, m one of my first things is I'm like, what record label are they on? And that was definitely like what happened for me with them. So like I started listening and not necessarily just with uh panic, but there were so many bands, like just a handful of bands. I was just like, these guys are tight and they're all fueled by ramen. So then that always kept them in the back of my head. So then when I would see a new band come out, I, a lot of it was like Fuse. I don't know if you guys remember yeah, that station. Um, it was like cable station, but they mm -hmm. would show a bunch of different like cool alternative or indie bands, shit like that. And they would have like their music videos. And if you remember in the time of watching music videos, uh, they would have like uh, the credits at the very beginning. It's like the song, the artist, and then the label. And I remember there's a band that I started listening to called The Cab. Yeah. And they, that, like, I don't know if it's just like the production of it. They have a guy that's a singer, more of like, he's more of like a crooner. He's done some Disney type shit live. I've heard him do like Aladdin live and shit like that. So I don't know if it's just like that, like his general vibe that he puts off that I'm like, oh, that is, or if it's like them being on the same label or what. But I think about that band a lot when I think about the, way uh panic kind of approaches like their way they put together songs and stuff like that so it's a little bit tangential because it's on it's because they're on the same uh label but that's kind of just circumstantial because i think if i had heard the cab any other yeah. way i would like them even if i didn't know that that was the music like if i hadn't seen the music video and saw their own field by ramen i really agree with that the whisper war is a great album well that's what so they're um they do have Again, it probably goes back to the vocals where it doesn't have that nasally pop punk sound as much. Right. It it their songs really are, I think, comparable in many ways to Painting of the Disco. I forget about the cab. I actually Whisper War or whatever, I liked that album a lot, but I it was like they kind of came on the scene at the tail end of me being in that phase of music and listening right. to that. And then at that point I was about to go to college and I started listening to maybe a little bit more quality stuff again. I got very into Wes Anderson around that time. And then like, went, <laughs> okay. And then like went deep into a phase where it was like a lot of like the Rolling Stones and like French music. Like if it was in a Wes Damn Anderson girl. movie, that's where I would like draw my, right. my sounds from at that point. And so I kind of was like, I don't know. I also wanted to like 
I don't know, be cool in college. And I was like, I don't need people to know I was trying to be a scene kid back then. So <laughs> the cab was, was pretty good. Like they're underrated for sure because I think they came onto the scene a little bit late than like the height of the pop punk sound at right. that time. Well, and I mean, there's just like, no matter like how you do stuff like this, there's always going to be like connections and like reaches people make. But the Wes Anderson thing, I mean, Wes Anderson a lot in a lot of his movies, Jason Schwartzman, Jason Schwartzman, drummer for Phantom Planet, Phantom Planet's on Fueled by Ramen. Oh, so was Phantom Planet Fueled by Ramen? I didn't realize that shit. <laughs> so oh, I don't know. It's like the progression of, you remember that day we yeah. were talking about Phantom Planet because Jason Schwartzman is related to the guy in Rooney. The guy in his brother is the lead singer Rooney. Yeah. And those guys are both sons of a Coppola. Yeah. Because, uh, and she was in The Godfather. Yeah. And of course, the Francis Ford Coppola, the great director. Yeah. But their cousin is Nicolas Cage, who's a Coppola. Yeah. They, no one They're knows like about. They're like all really interconnected. I'm like the it's fucking like Illuminati. <laughs> I'm also. I feel like I got that text that was like the FBI, don't fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jason Jason Schwartzman, uh, I really enjoy him because he was in a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. He was right. in Scott Pilgrim, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And then the, and like, I did go through a Coconut Records phase at the beginning oh, of yeah. uh, college during my We talked Wes about Anderson them too, phase. yeah. So Wes but Anderson phase. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, I wrote, I have written some very long and well thought out papers about Wes Anderson what? movies from my I thought you were going to say fan fiction I was like I gotta oh, get I my wish. hands on this I is wish. it on DeviantArt <laughs> yeah no that's what, what, what about, do you guys remember Quizilla yes yeah. Quizilla I remember because I was obsessed with taking quizzes and then all of a sudden Quizilla people would do quizzes they would write fan fiction in the quizzes that's and amazing. there was a lot of fallout boy and panic they just go fan fiction I remember that shit because I was like what is this like clicking through and then being like Ha! Like, no, I'm not about this. I remember reading, like, <laughs> I came across a Harry Potter one and my friend, like, I was having a sleepover. My friends and I were doing dramatic readings of Harry Potter fan fiction on Quizilla. And one of them was, like, a Malfoy story where he, like, it's like, oh he carried me bride style through the woods. I remember that shit because I was like, they don't remember, like, they couldn't describe how to, like, Oh, he picked me up. Bride and me he, They described it as bride Carried style. me over the I threshold. That. Yeah. That like, so I think funny. about bride style that is incredible. still to this day. Like, <laughs> carried me bride style. So, like. Amazing. Priscilla, yeah. Amazing. There was definitely Fallout Boy and Panic fan fiction <laughs> on there, though. Yeah. I do remember I love, that. like, reading bad written, like, poorly written. Oh, yeah. It's like, and then they start making out hard. And I'm it like, made out oh. hard. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. You're like, ah, that's uncomfortable. My, and I think you guys know this by now, but I have horrible secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> oh, no. So, like, I'll read that and be like, oh, like, I'm embarrassed really for you, author. Like, <laughs> A.K.A. me for all of Fifty Shades of Grey. Cringe to death. Like, that's oh, one God. where it's like, that was literally a fan fiction of Twilight <laughs> that became yeah, a thing. So, like, all of it that. makes me, like, Cringe. Like no 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 no. I die in my I die inside a little. I bit definitely read it just for like posterity. <laughs> Shit, don't get me fucked up. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I read it, but I remember because I I read the Twilight books too. Mm-hmm, right. I read a lot, so I read a lot of shit too. And so like I read the Twilight books, and I remember reading 
Fifty Shades of Grey and being like, because I only read the first one and I remember being like, oh my God, like this is lifted. There were parts that I felt like hadn't been edited enough wow. from Twilight oh that I was God. like, this feels like it like straight up lifted from Twilight, like this is wrong, whatever. And it was like some shit where like the brown character just gets changed from being like a native character to being like, um, like fucking Mexican or some shit. Wow. Like it was like instead of being American Indian, this character is uh, Mexican. I'm now. okay with that actually. You're fine with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just that's uh, Aztec Indian. They're both Indian. Well, okay, but it was Native like, American, and sorry. his name is Jose, and like whatever. It was just like <laughs> that kind of shit. Shit. And then okay. he was written out immediately. I see. Anyway, what you're saying. tangent again. <laughs> People are going to be like, what the fuck was this show about? Yeah, if you guys need to go to Quizilla for your Panic Disco fan fiction, I'm sure that shit, there's a a Google cache of it out there somewhere. Like (laughs) Wayback machine. Yeah, Y'all, my best friend used to write these like fan fiction (gasps) comics of Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump. And if she ever hears this, she will kill my ass. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is premium content, right? Okay, let's get into it. Like... She just wrote it. Like I feel it, like my school. favorite one was about time travel, but it's been so long since you I've read seen them. them. Were you into them? Were you invested in the stories? I okay. She did this when she was in middle school, and we didn't meet yeah. until college. Oh shit! Oh. So she, she 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 was like one time on Snapchat. She was like, "Haha, look what I found!" And I was just like, "This has changed my Bitch, whole life." Give it to me. Yeah, yeah. Was it like anime style drawings? That'd have been amazing. That would have been Is really good. It was no, it wasn't um, anime. It was just kind of like normal I don't know yeah. just her own style huh yeah. that I have incredible. a very it's not anime but there's a very specific look that all like 10 to 14 year olds draw I'm thinking specifically of the kids that are in the classes at the firehouse they all draw a certain way and it's uh-huh. kind of anime influence I could see it yeah but it's like I'm, I'm picturing it right now I'm like this is what <laughs> they're it barely like they're barely like getting their bearings starting drawing everything yeah and Emily's like that's a little derivative yeah I'm like, <laughs> um, by the way um I'm an Ron artist. The one half actually Where? was Ron the original. <laughs> um, <laughs> had to mention yeah. anime once. Yeah, I had to get that other. I okay. This is just sh- shout out to me. I still have. <laughs> <our phone. laughs> okay, no. Okay, but what here's the thing. So I just started working for myself for my design studio full time. So I've been at working from home a lot more now. Right. And I get cold, so I have a hoodie that I wear at home, and so I just pulled like a junk hoodie out. It is one of Pete Wentz's like brand clandestine industries brand mm-hmm. hoodies. So these this shit was like 60 bucks back then. It was a lot of money. I remember it was like a thing I had to convince my mom to get me for Christmas or something. And so it's like a thermal line, like a barricade apparel hoodie or some shit. And it says, um, love can't save you on the front. And on the back, it says only my new powers can, which is actually a reference. Like that front part is very like emo like of right. the time love like that save you. yeah love can't save you only my new powers can it's a quote from one of the original like the prequel star wars movies what when anakin's acting all like emo to padme or whatever and she's like mm-hmm. no like don't do this and he's like she's like but we're in love and he's like well love can't save you only my new powers can i'm Damn. a sick now fuck off That's bitch like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so anyway that shit is high quality it has lasted me for a decade Incredible. Yeah. Well, shout out to you. 
Shout out to me. That was a, probably the Fall best line boy. I've ever heard on any show I've ever done. <laughs> well, I just, I First know. of all, shout out I to me. I didn't know how to segue, but I was That's thinking amazing. about, because I've been wearing this hoodie every fucking day lately. And I was like, God, like thinking about that, because that Panic at the Disco shirt I made was like, <laughs> my like, let's get these teen hearts beating faster, faster. And, and it was the faster, same thing where they used to do like, you do like a placement on your chest. And then you do a placement on like the back of the shirt or like yes. the lower or right like here. the side or some shit. Yeah. So that's why the hoodie was fresh in my mind because I'm thinking about like, we're wrapping up. I'm going to go home soon. I'll be cold at home and I'm going to put that fucking hoodie on. That's amazing. Shout out to me. Forever shout out to Emily. That's your memoir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we were talking about that yeah. the other yeah. day. Did you see, uh, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but I was talking to Callie the other day and I was like, if you were writing a memoir, what would the title be? And we we're just kind of razzing or riffing about it. And I can't remember what I said about mine. It was like, I'm on my way. Oh, wait, I saw, I saw yours, but with no context of anything else. And so I was like, oh, I'm on my way at text. Like Part two is, uh, sorry, I didn't see your text. Yep. Yeah, no. Like That's a big that. mood for me. Mine's going to be... Let's get these teen hearts beating faster, faster. The I thought it was shout out to story. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, go back to my pants. Callie's like, yeah, I'm wearing black again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, so one, like a fun thing I thought to close out on would be um, if, you know, I always like to indulge and in like, just because we have things in mind that we think would be cool. But what's something that you think would be fun for either Panic or uh, Brendan to do a cover of, like something maybe you thought you've always wanted to see or just something you thought would really suit his, like, vibe or style? Um, I would say probably, again, going back to show tunes, I, I would like to see him covering more... I like it when he covers like vocally challenging stuff. Um, so like they're known for doing Bohemian Rhapsody and I think they did a cover of it for the new I was just thinking uh, of that. movie. Um, for the soundtrack? Yeah, for the soundtrack. That's tight. And so I I like seeing him do covers where it has stuff like that. And I, I'm like that with anyone. Like I love looking up like Lady Gaga doing covers of stuff because she's got such a great voice in it. And I, I like seeing that. Um, so that's really anything that is a little more vocally challenging. I'd be excited about, but I also get very excited for people that are maybe like pop punk or whatever doing R and B covers, but good yes. ones. Mm -hmm. So like any R and B cover he wants to do will fuck my world up in a, in the best <laughs> way. Like I've seen, I think that was part of why I started getting really into his Instagram stories was because like maybe he one of the first yeah, times, yeah, he was like covering some R and B songs, and I was just like. Oh, he did some Craig David, Papa. right? Or no, yeah. that was Ellie Golding that did. Ellie Golding does the Craig but David. He and did that some Ellie Golding too, though. Yeah, because I've heard him do some just like random little, shit riffs. Yeah, because he he he'll like do little riffs, and I'll just be like, "Give me more, give me." I more. mean, don't get it fucked up. Like the guy can sing anything. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean that's the thing. Good. Yeah. Well, and I think I said earlier, like he, there's like Vine compilations of him doing like. 40 minutes of Disney songs or whatever. And he's just like figuring that shit out at the piano. So there is a lot of content already out there for people that are wanting to hear him sing different. Cause he used to sing, he would like just make up songs on the spot about like the shit going on around him or stuff going on in the day. Yeah. His vines were premium content, you guys. So if you're interested in that stuff, definitely you can like look up things that he's just singing and it's, it's enjoyable. I like it. I could watch it for an hour. <laughs> I think about how jealous a lot of women are that of his wife, that he's just like walking around the house singing. And I'm like, right? dude, 
That's well, crazy. Singing's mm-hmm. one word for it. Favorite concert. Well, I think uh, Sam Smith's boyfriend put a video up one time of uh, Sam was in the shower and the door was closed. Oh, but damn, he was outside of the, the door like... listening to him sing in the shower. And I'm like, bruh, I would have set my that damn chair down there and just right, right outside the door. <laughs> Front row seats. Like some old guy it's on amazing. your porch. Yeah. Like, he was singing Beyonce, and I'm like, yeah. bro, that's amazing. <laughs> what about you? So, um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Brendan Yuri was actually raised Mormon. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Or I think you told me that. And um, he, I, I think I was, you know, again, in a YouTube spiral where I found, like, I think it might have been a recording of one of his Instagram lives where people were, like, sending him things that he should sing. And he started singing songs from the Book of Mormon. Oh, my God. The, yeah, that makes sense. Which, like, he, he, I guess, had never listened to before because he was cracking up as he was singing. Oh, <laughs> Like, crazy. cracking himself up as he Man, sang these he lyrics. what that show? Huh? What if he did that show? What if yeah, he's like on like like the Broadway? That's what I was going to say. Like, I think that it would be really cool to see him in that because that's kind of like his roots. Yeah. That's so legit. That'd I be love, amazing. I love Book of Mormon. Spooky I never Mormon see it. Hell Dream. It was here. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah. funny. It was here and like... Uh, they tour a lot now. Yeah. I actually saw a funny ad that the Mormon church did in the playbill. Oh, damn. And it's it's like talking about... Like interested, want to learn more? Well, it just said... um. <laughs> Our version's a little different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. that's a little, a little hilarious. Sweeter. I like that. <laughs> that is so no, funny. There's a song where it's like, I got the golden plates. I come to save the people. About Brigham Young, I think, that oh, I still right. sing that shit around the house all the time. <laughs> it's so good. See, I haven't like really fucked with musicals like I should Yeah, have. you, I, I need okay, to get into that, that shit's shit. good now. Also, saw Phantom of the Opera for the first time. And the, for the majority, eh, the songs are like your standard musical stuff, but the main. Phantom of the Opera song is so heavy on synth. I want to see him mm-hmm. sing Phantom of the Opera, actually, Ooh. with, like, heavy synth and, like, arranging that yeah. shit. Oh, man. The and yeah, like in costume as yeah. the Phantom. With no, it's, like, it's like 80s synth where it's, like... Oh. Like... <laughs> like, it is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy shit. I, I encourage everyone to listen to Phantom of the Opera. Just, like, the main song... Oh, man. Yeah. So now I'm like, <laughs> I want Brendan Eary to sing Phantom of the Opera. I want Panic at the Disco to, in musical to cover. Yeah, essentially just doing cover, like a musical theater cover album mm-hmm. for us. That would be Which tight. he did do that song from Greatest Showman. Right. This was recently. the okay. Greatest Show. Was it that one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I will say that I was not crazy like that. about yeah. that. All the songs kind of sounded the same to me. I remember you said yes. that. But I liked Brendan's cover of that song. I right. feel like it felt like a panic song. It did, oh. especially at the beginning where it's like, oh yeah, you know, like he kind of speaks into stuff? it a little kinda. bit. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. No, I I think it was well suited for sure. That's true. To painting the disco style, but yeah, the greatest showman as a whole i feel like all the songs kind of sound the same there's something to the audio quality that reminds mm-hmm. me of like a lot of top 40 songs that kind of create like gray noise in my head you know yeah. what i mean where you're like eh. like i feel like imagine dragons is kind of the same way for me where I, it, it there's a certain like sonic area that they take in my mind that i'm like Ugh. Huh. like mm-hmm. i'm not about it so it's probably the, all the verses shit the same. in the greatest showman song that Panic the Disco covers are really nice, I would say. It's the chorus that kind of you're like, bleh. And I thought they did the whole album, but they just did that one I song. I wish. Right? If they did the whole album. Pink, Pink covered a song on it, too. And that's Ooh. actually on the radio right now. Like, it, it was like a weird that where I was out somewhere and I was like, you know, people from a musical? People write her off as like pop bullshit or whatever. She can sing. Pink fucking Yeah. Rocks. She can get it. 
I remember listening to it about listening to like an interview that someone talked about Lady Marmalade when they redid it. Yeah. And her and Christina Aguilera arguing over who's going to sing like the highest part. Yeah, no, that I'm was like, the bitch, fucking like. <laughs> yeah, no, that that she was like drama back then. Everyone like all these like divas that were like, oh, I can fucking sing, and every like Pink was just like, get off my dick. Like I am fucking good. <laughs> what like, a great. Mm-hmm. I just thought I've always liked her just because it's like, she is like just the uh, just a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm with like, her what a great thing to see like, as a roots kid growing shit? up or something. Like, I like I remember she, she was someone that I could feel she was like a pop singer that I felt like cool listening to. I right. remember growing up because she wasn't so che- she wasn't like inhabiting like a cheesy space per yeah. se. So it wasn't all like bubblegum shit. Yeah. It was like it all kind of had a, it got its own flair to it. It, it was very like dark yeah. subjects too too in her music like misunder- misunderstood or whatever mm-hmm. the album is that like she covers some heavy shit on there. Damn, yeah, I wonder that, if Brittany um, could sing a pink song. Yeah. Maybe the, I don't remember exactly what the title of it was, but it was perfect or less than, do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Uh, oh man, how does that go? Uh, pretty, pretty please, don't you mm-hmm. ever, ever feel like you're less than perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that That's song it. got me through some high school BS when I was not feeling it's good just, about myself and like that, she, just, she was a very big inspiration. There's just something about music and when someone is out there that's, you know, especially I have to imagine for someone, you know, like a girl in high school going through something and to see a strong woman saying, it's okay to not like for shit not to be yeah. all right right now, but it's going to be all right. Like yeah. there's just something that music really speaks to you about that where you're mm-hmm. like, I felt that shit. So I think that's really cool when you see that. Like Panic at the disco made me feel the same way when they were talking about whatever on the hospital gurney. I mean, spoke to me. At a dark period. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to me. It spoke to me. Um, you looked at me very seriously when I was saying that. And then I was like, I wasn't taking it in a serious direction, man. No. I was taking it seriously, too. I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I know how you get down. So, yeah. Just um, sit back. Relax. Relapse again. I'm pretty sure that's some fucking panic lyrics for you. So... <laughs> Is it? Just say, back, just say, yeah, yeah, it is, it is, yeah. I was like, it's somewhere in the Trinity. Relapse, I can relapse. somewhere <laughs> in the Trinity. Yeah, we're in the big three. Yeah, seek, seek it out. Um, I have a really self-indulgent one that really makes no sense, but it makes sense to me because it's me. Um, when I was growing up, my mom was a big fan of like '80s pop, and so I grew up listening to a lot of shit like that. And she was always, you know, the big hits or whatever. One song that always stuck out to me, though, was <laughs> How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I just thought, I don't know. I always just like to hear him sing that. I don't know why. Yeah. But I just I've always really loved that song. And uh, it's like one of those things I think about my childhood whenever I hear that song. Like my mom blaring that shit. And I'm like, That's oh, awesome. fuck, we're about to be cleaning all day. It's like a Saturday <laughs> yeah. and she's like blaring that shit. I'm like, fuck. Okay. You know what, though? That really is that song because, like, I feel like I've adopted that in my adulthood. Like, that's the fucking set where, you know, like, sh- I don't know. It's just, it's a just good got an energy. pop song. Yeah. How will I know? Yeah. I'm like, bitch can get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that song. I've always liked it. And I just think if he did that and, like, put his spin on it and, like, the runs he could fucking do in that song would kill. 
I feel like you have to have some level of like personality and like flair for a song like that as well, which he would definitely Oh yeah, provide. he's got that for days yeah. for sure. Yeah. Man, what a winding road we've gone down. Yeah. Talking about <laughs> panic, talking about shout out to Emily. Shout out to Talking Emily. about Damn. <laughs> all these other things. But it just shows like how much music connects us, you know what I mean? Um it's just interesting to see that we've all like landed on the same thing coming from all these different like backgrounds and stuff. And so um, appreciate your time, guys. Why don't you tell people where they can follow you on social media or on your websites, whatever you got going on. It's your time to shine. Um, now I feel like I need to say my name again, which is weird. Right. Um, shout out to this you. Is a shout out to me. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow me um, on Instagram or Twitter, it's at the Emily. Wait, at whoa, fuck. the underscore at the underscore Emily smart. I've been trying to get a better name for years now. <laughs> if anyone sees like I want whatever, it's a whole other story, but I've been trying to get a better handle. You guys, um, you can follow me on there or you can follow my design studio, Toast Design Studio on Instagram. We're putting out content. I'm actually posting regularly now and posting the work that we make. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, that would be cool. We're also doing a presentation on branding on February 21st. I don't know when this is going to come out. So unfortunately, it'll be too late, but that's fine. I Anyway, um, if you want to follow Toast Design Studio, that's awesome as well. That's my full-time gig now. I've made the jump finally. Um, so, yeah. And if you Shout need, out to you. Yeah, shout out to me. <laughs> um, rest yeah. in peace, Emily. Yeah, RIP. My life is over. Gonna after this. I'm going to regret this the rest of my life. So, it's cool. That if was you amazing. That was the quote of the episode for sure. It really yeah. was. Yeah, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, you'll see uh, my documented death after this episode from the shame. (laughs) What about Callie? Well, I guess I'm going to have to take my Instagram off private now because I keep getting razzed about it. (laughs) But um, if you want to follow me, it's um, at Callie Cat. It's C-A-L-L-I underscore cat with two T's. Yeah, don't get get it twisted coming in here with that bullshit with the E at the end of Callie. There is no E. There's no E. I hate an E at the end of my name. (laughs) Fuck the E. (laughs) I don't have an E at the end of my name either. So I don't know what anyone would. What? I have one at the beginning of my name. That doesn't count. The worst. Okay, cool. cool. I was like, there's (laughs) a lot of hate right now. I think the equivalent would be Emily with an IE. Yeah. That shit fucks me me up. I would have never invited her on if she if, if she was like, one of those emotions. That bullshit. Like, stuck up chick? Like, they, I don't know. That bitch? That, that bitch. Uh, no, well, yeah, thanks again, guys. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find your wonderful podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.